and Davis Real Estate Firm, LLC, offers more value than any other good full-service real estate brokerage firm when it comes to the sale of your home. We offer at least 27 things that contribute to your home selling in the least amount of time at the highest price. To receive our free home selling pamphlet, email us at info at brooksanddavis.com or call 713-665-8329. We also assist people who want to purchase homes or who are interested in getting their real estate license. Visit us at www.brooksanddavis.com. Welcome to the Prime Real Estate Network. It's glad, I'm glad to be here with you today. I'm your host, Rick Davis. You can follow me on Instagram at Prime Real Estate Rick. Um, it's a blessing to be here today. We've been doing some great things online as far as social media. So I want to thank my audience, all of our followers, friends, family. Thank you for sharing our videos. Thank you for subscribing on iTunes. And thank you for subscribing to our new YouTube channel. If you are not subscribed to our new YouTube channel, you can search for us at the Prime Real Estate Network. Subscribe. You'll be able to see all of our future episodes as well as our past episodes via your smartphone, uh, any of your Wi-Fi connected device or even your smart TV. So I wanna thank everyone who's already subscribed and if you haven't, please feel free to do so. As always, I'm here with my esteemed co-host, Mr. Brooks. What's going on guys, welcome back, welcome back. This is your man Larry W. Brooks, the Texas Real Estate King. I'm excited to be in front of you again today. Um, had an amazing week uh, here with an amazing guest today. I'm excited about introducing her. Um, you know, her side job should be being a comedian, but I'm not going to go into that one. Um, but um, again, Larry W. Brooks, uh, you can find me at www.larrywbrooks.com on every social media platform at Texas Real Estate King. And it's just exciting to have you guys here and just continue to share and give you nuggets. And what you'll find today is the young lady that we have in the building is going to give you some secrets to success, going to give you some nuggets and going to actually break some of the fears that you may have when it comes to commercial real estate. So um, with no further delay, well, I'll say this. So this is actually a friend of mine. Oh, this is going to so be good. This is I remember cool. meeting my friend and when she said her last name. So I, I've been in, those of you that don't know, that are new to the show, I've been in real estate 17 years. And one thing about me in real estate is I study the, the, um, the leaders of our organization or the leaders of real estate, the ones that have, I've seen change the dynamics of what it looks like. And so when I first met our guest and she said her name, I was like, 
that's a rare name. Like, everyone doesn't have that last name. Is your father Ed Ryland? And she said, yes. I was like, hey, listen, guys, this guy in my in my industry, you talk about mentor. I, he's been a mentor of mine from the beginning. He didn't even know it. Like, he's one of those guys that you watch make moves and um, just watch change the uh, real estate, not only commercial real estate, but the real estate, uh, the way that it looks here in Houston, Texas, uh, for years. And so I've had an opportunity to study from a distance. And so with no other uh, delay, I have our special guest, Miss Tiffany Ryland with yeah, yeah, I've old realty. We played about that early. I said it like that because we played about it early and now I've messed up. <laughs> hey. So my name is Tiffany Ryland. I am with Arvo Realty Advisors. We're going to work on it. I know. We're working on it. Yeah. It's, okay. Okay. it's on me. It's on me. So I'm with Arvo Realty Advisors, and he's ex- he's exactly right. My father has had his firm for 35 years, yeah. and he has been changing the industry as it looks and as it runs, and I've just been honored to follow him behind his footsteps. So Amazing. thank you guys for having me. I mean, yeah. commercial real estate, and well, I want to thank you for coming, Tiffany. Um, it's when Larry told me that you were going to be our guest today, of course, I did my online due diligence, and I noticed there aren't a lot of women of color mm-hmm. in commercial real estate. Mm-hmm. And it's funny because I don't know what our audience would assume the diversity in that particular field would be, but when you actually start researching someone like yourself, you notice that you are pretty special and unique in the role you serve and the industry that you serve in. So do you ever feel like you're the only fish in your pond or are there (laughs) other women of color that you've noticed that have helped you or served as some sort of mentor? Honestly, you uh, you know, I ran into uh, someone introduced me last week, just last week, the first other woman of color. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> the other woman of color in commercial real estate and you know, she works for a large firm. So, you know, she and I got to share some of our experiences, some of the things that we go through, some of the disparity w- that we face in our in our industry and it's very very in- it's interesting because it's like why is there not more of us? What yeah. is it that we're so afraid of? We're doing the we are doing it when residential comes to play. But mm-hmm. when it comes to commercial, we yeah. just, we are standing back. We don't want anything to do with it. So it's it's very interesting. And, you know, my goal is just to kind of lead the way for more women of color to get involved, to start talking about it, to just get in the conversation. If you don't know, ask, you know, let's, let's start talking right. about how we can get more of us involved. And I have a question because that's really interesting that you bring that up. Have you ever worked in residential real estate before you worked in commercial? I have never worked in residential real estate. Because, you know, what makes it super interesting, because, Larry, I'm interested in your opinion as well. How would someone who's in residential transition to commercial, considering that you started in commercial and never had to transition over because you just mentioned that there are a lot more women of color in residential, you think? Right. So here's the thing. that, And that's that's one of the that's one of the the kind of stipulations to getting into it you've really got to have a mentor you got to have somebody who's vested in your growth somebody who wants to see you grow somebody who's willing to take the time out and you cannot be someone who drags your feet and kind of just wants stuff to be fed to you you've got to be a go-getter you've got to really be hungry for it um i was blessed with the opportunity to kind of follow in behind my father's footsteps but not everyone gets that opportunity so you've got to do your homework you've got to come correct whoever you are going to for commercial real estate knowledge you've got to come to them and let them know you are serious you're going to be hard working and you're going to be willing to dig in and get involved so i mean it's very very difficult to get into the industry and stay in the industry yeah i'd agree and no and i i agree as well and my next question is this 
for someone who has zero experience with someone like yourself or someone who's in residential and was considering a transition, what is your day like normally in commercial real estate? Because, you know, sometimes people might not understand what you go through on a day-to-day basis professionally Mm -hmm. to move your business forward, to move your brand forward. And for someone who may be, let's say you're a professional educator now, they could be a teacher or they could be somewhere in sales and they're thinking about a transition. Could you just explain to not only other women, but just anyone who may potentially be thinking about transition, what your day to day responsibilities entail? I, I honestly wish I could give you a straightforward answer. <laughs> yeah. I really wish I could be like, right? you know, at 8 a.m. we do this and 12 p.m. You know, we do lunch and yeah. then, you know, five o'clock I'm home. That's. I wish that's how it was, but you know, my day starts six fifteen on a good day. Right. Okay. If it if it, if it's not a good day, we're getting up at five a.m. five thirty. Yeah. Uh, we're hitting the gym. My father is huge on mental, spiritual, and physical fitness because yeah. that's the only way you're going to make it in this business. You've got to be mentally fit, physically fit, <laughs> physically fit, and spiritually fit. Absolutely. But uh, we get up at five a.m. I could be on a plane to D.C. for a business development conference, or I could be. Uh, at a seminar, at a breakfast, I could be in a meeting, I can be pulling reports, I can be meeting with clients, calling clients, calling prospects. My day varies, and it's it's so exciting. Honestly, that's why I love it. it yeah. It's never the same, and it's always, I love lunches, I love <laughs> breakfasts, I love happy hours, she anything that involves food, <laughs> bread, I'm there, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but a lot of it is just business development, networking, getting your face out there, meeting people, shaking hands, mm-hmm. sending emails, making calls. Again, just being in the being in the building. Yeah. I know cuz it's a lot that goes into it from what you described, but mm-hmm. we don't want to dissuade anyone. Right. by pointing out what could potentially be challenges that they would mm-hmm. run into. So let's talk about how you celebrate victories. Okay. In your industry, what is a champagne bottle popping moment what happens what has to happen how does a deal close Mm -hmm. is that when you celebrate or is it what type of things or what type of efforts would actually make you feel like this is something that we need to celebrate so listen this week just this week Mm -hmm. i was celebrating i was i could have cried tears of joy as i'm trying to tell you (laughs) uh my biggest my one of my dreams is to be able to have a entertainment district in an underserved underdeveloped community yeah and this week i got to meet with the developer and ceo of city center oh wow wow. okay okay if you don't know what city center is make sure you go and look it up it is an amazing establishment that's right that's a big deal and i walked in and to have this man be so humble so willing to share his knowledge so open about the process of how he did it and what he needed to do and then be willing to come and even talk to our panelists and, and our individuals who are going to be participating in our event that's coming up. I mean, it really opened my eyes. And just looking at his establishment, looking at the eateries and the yeah. the hotel and the businesses, the offices that were there, yeah. that is a victory. Yep. Because that is someone who has the ability to take you from point A to point B. That is someone who can quite literally invest in your vision and take it from just being a dream to reality. Right. And the continued growth with it. Like I've, I've watched that area since it was put into fruition and started, and, and it's just continued growth. I was over there yesterday, yesterday myself, and just uh, 
you know, I love those certain areas you go into. They in, inside the parking garage, they have the red and green lights where you can figure out before you pull down this row if you can park there or not park there. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Just the growth, like only areas of, of visionaries have those things. So that's mm-hmm. yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, that's I mean, not- any anytime you can meet with someone who is in a position, and even if it wasn't the developer, some of these individuals who are in supplier diversity for mm-hmm. large corporations. Corporations normally use, you know, a JLL, a Cushman and Wakefield, a, you know, CBRE. They don't necessarily partner with smaller firms. So yeah. when I get to sit in a meeting and talk to someone about, you know, selling a Macy's building, yeah. that's a victory. Yeah. You know, that's a victory because we're 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 breaking barriers that have not been broken before, that have not been touched. Wow. I'm and you living. know, and it's, what's inspiring about what you just mentioned is that. Nothing about what you explained had anything to do with a monetary gain for yourself. Right. Everything is about serving the community and trying to help those underserved communities mm-hmm. that, let's be frank, have been left behind. Absolutely. For whatever reason. And one of the things that I talk to friends, family, young men and women that I mentor is that to be truly great at what you choose as a profession, it's always going to be about service. Absolutely. Now, of course, we all want to be able to provide for our families. We all want to build a lasting legacy. But from your standpoint, and please, to our audience and anyone who may be hearing our voice now or in the future, who instilled in you that idea of service when it comes to commercial real estate? Because to most people, they think commercial real estate, big numbers, millions, hundreds of millions. But to have a goal of service Mm -hmm. is something that I noticed by meeting you and hearing you speak, where did that stem from? So, you know, honestly, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give the credit for that to two people. Um, my father first, um, he has always been one who says, make as much as you can and give as much as you can. Um, it, it's always about how much you can do for someone else. It's not, it's not about you because you're going to gain on the back end. It doesn't matter. Right. You're going to get something that, you know, no matter what, if you're giving, you're going to get something back. Um, the other person who instilled that into me is uh, Dr. Teddy McDavid. She is an individual who was huge in the Houston Southeast District, Mm. and she has pointed out some things that have been going on, and she's pointed out the lack of development that's been going on in that area, and she's made it very apparent that, you know, we're leaving that area. We're not coming back and investing in that community, and it's ours. And she's, I mean, she's very passionate about her community, okay? And I I want (laughs) to, because I want to speak on that when we come back from our break. Um, When we come back from our break, would you please share with our audience some of your background? Mm -hmm. Talk about your relationships with your mentors Mm -hmm. and who actually sparked this interest in you? Because, of course, we've all had opportunity to speak. And not only that, I want to know more like... um, like the the fear of commercial real estate too when it mm-hmm. comes to it because i know we haven't had a chance to touch on that but we'll talk a little bit more about you and then i want to know more about that the fear of commercial real estate because i mean i've been in a real, i'm a real estate broker now and i've been in 17 years and i still sometimes think commercial real estate uh mm-hmm. but i have great friends like you to, to help walk me through <laughs> them, so i'm just saying so um, and we'll do yep. that after the break so please i want to thank everyone who's been with us so far stay tuned we'll have a short break from our sponsor and then we'll be back with Miss Tiffany Ryland. So thanks.
Welcome back. Welcome back to the Prime Real Estate Network. And so I'm here again with our great, uh, with my great co-host Ricardo Davis, Rick D, and uh, Tiffany Ryland. And so as we go move forward, Tiff, I want the people to know. Um, you know, I've had an opportunity to have a few conversations with you, so I know a little bit more when it comes to like your your background. How did you how did you got into commercial real estate? But I want um, just express some of those things. Express some of your joy before you got into commercial real estate, and then how you ended up getting into it, and and then we'll go from there. So I'll be honest, uh, when I left home after high school, I was not doing real estate, okay? My parents had done it, and I was not doing it. It was not for me. It was not cute. It was not sexy, and I was not doing it. Uh, I got to Atlanta, went to school, decided I was not coming back. ATL, I know. Okay, I what school to, in Atlanta happened? <laughs> I went to Clark Atlanta University. CAU. CAU. <laughs> but we love everybody in AUC. I had to take classes at Morehouse and Spelman, so I, mm-hmm. I give love to them, too. But, okay. Um, you know, I went out there. I thought I was going to do my thing. Got my degree in international business and marketing because I had to be extra. Um, <laughs> they, as I looked around. They said, well, who's getting a degree? Who's, you know, majoring in marketing? And the whole room raised their hand. They said, well, who's doing international business? It was like one person. I was like, well, me too. <laughs> <laughs> right. I'm doing both of those. So got my degree in international business and marketing. And um, I've always been a dancer at heart. Hmm. Since I was five, I was dancing. So I decided, you know, I'm going to I'm going to try out for you know, this NBA team, somebody told me about it, and I was in Houston. I said, well, Daddy, can I fly to Atlanta? He said, yes, yeah, $69 air train, go for yeah, it. go for it. <laughs> Do your thing. Right. Got on a plane, came out here with three days' worth of clothes because I knew I wasn't going to make it, and ended up making it to finals. So wow. ended up having to stay there for a week with three days' worth of clothes. Had mm-hmm. to make it work. Right. <laughs> Don't want to tell you all how I did that. But, <laughs> um, you know, I ended up doing that. Uh, did not make it for five years. Five times I was told no. Eventually they told me She's going to keep coming. Y'all just let her, please, (laughs) let her on the team. So after five times of being told no, I finally made it on the team. Wow. And did it for a year, loved it, met a lot of amazing people. Mm -hmm. And after that, at the time, I was working for Georgia Pacific, which I thought I'm going to move up in GP and be like a C-level executive and figured out very quickly that that is not what I wanted to do. (laughs) I was an international trade analyst, and I got – really fed up with it and you know just aggravated and one day i was going to see a girlfriend of mine and she was in a very nice building a high-rise condominium and there was a gentleman on the elevator he says you know hey how's it going i said how's it going and i looked at him he looked at me and i was like well why can't i be here like he's here what do you do so i said i asked him i said what do you do and he he smiled at me he says look me up and send me an email let's sit down and talk i looked him up I sent him an email. I said, hey, I see you do uh, investments. I want to invest, too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I know that's right. So I that's went right. in. I said, okay, you know, fine. I'll do that. Uh, went in to talk to him about investing money. And at the time, I, I had money to invest. So I was like, hey, I want to see what you got going on here. Yeah. And walked out with a job. Oh, wow. He offered mm-hmm. me a job interviewing with him. And I was like, are you serious? Or are you playing? Because I will go turn in my letter right now. And he's like, no, we got to do some background on you. But yes, we want to offer you a job. So ended up doing that for a little bit. And after that, I mean, I don't know how many people are familiar with the way that works. You get three months to pass your series six and your seven. That's right. Oh. And if you don't pass it on the first time, they are not wasting time on you right, to go exactly. back and take it. I did not pass. Oh. So I ended up losing my job, but it was okay. Because I then ended up going into, I, I worked for a staffing company for a little bit, which is how I ended up finessing my resume to get into CBRE. Okay. Oh. CBRE brought me in. They hired me. And I was like, you know, this is amazing. I work 100% remote. 
I get to be at home all the time. This is going to be awesome. Mm -hmm. That's not what happened. I got very (laughs) bored very quickly. I didn't feel challenged. And I'm just sitting here like, why am I doing this? For another corporation yeah. instead of picking up a bunch of knowledge yeah, yeah and and just you know you're learning and it's just like this is not it's not rocket science right and um unfortunately my mother fell ill so i ended up having to move to houston when i moved to houston my mother passed away and i ended up just saying i gotta do something I, i've gotta push for something has got to do. I've, i can't sit here and cry every day i've got to do something right. so i decided i'm going to go ahead and get my license got my license and from there, I just said, Dad, you know, I'm, I've already been working with you since I was able to walk. I've been making copies and doing this and right. working on assignments here and there and looking at contracts since forever. Let me let me come on board. And so, you know, he said, OK, it was just that. Sound. I mean, it just led me from one thing to another. What makes your story so powerful? And I don't want to speak for Larry, but one of the things me and Larry discuss a lot when we're not in the studio recording is the power of perseverance. Hmm. So what I take from your story is even when you were trying out for the dance group, there were obstacles Mm -hmm. and you were told no more than twice. Yeah. (laughs) So my question for you is who instilled that stick to itiveness in you or is it your support system? Do you have rocks that you lean on Mm -hmm. that keep you, I always like to say, full of enthusiasm, keep you feeling great about you? Because when you're choosing your social circle, especially as a business professional, mm-hmm. you want people that add to your bucket, not take away. Absolutely. So could you speak towards the power of perseverance, where that comes from, mm-hmm. from you internally? And how do you decide who can be positive members of your social circle? Because I think that's really important. So I have a very, very strong support system. And although my mother is not physically here, I can hear her in the back of my head. That's Absolutely. my baby. You know, Absolutely. that's that was her thing. So. I've always had a very, very strong, um, supportive family that has always said, hey, if they said no, just keep going. Just keep trying. Just don't give up. And uh, my professor, Dr. Dennis Kimbrough, probably the most amazing professor I've ever had. Yeah, I like him. He told me, he said, and I can I can remember him saying it, he says, you know, no doesn't mean no. It just means you don't have enough information. That's right. So I went home, I tried it on my daddy. <laughs> I was I like, it. well, you know, he was saying no to me getting this new car. And I was like, okay, well, maybe if I tell him everything that's wrong with this other one, it'll make him say yes. And, you know, it took a couple of tries, but I, I got a yes eventually. Yeah. So, you know, Dr. Kimbrough, uh, my father, my mother, uh, my sister, my brother, those are people who have always told me, you know what, if they say no, that's okay. They, mm-hmm. they let me know it's okay to not get what you want when you want it. Sometimes you've got to you've got to do more homework. There's somebody who's outworking you yeah. and you got to figure out how to outwork them. Exactly. There's something that you don't know and you got to figure out what is it that I don't know that's going to put me in a position to get what I want. And so it's all about how bad do you want it? How if you want it bad enough, one no is not going to stop you. If you that's want right. it bad enough, one no is not going to make you say, "Well, that's it." And you know, you just keep going and I've always been I like challenges. So when you tell me no, I'm like, "Huh?" We'll see about that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, with Tiff, when you think about it, and so uh, um, 
I like to. I, I want to know more about commercial real estate. And mm-hmm. here's when when I say that, um, not just for myself, but for the people that are out there listening to the show. Why is it that you feel like more people aren't like participating in commercial real estate when it comes to, you know, being a, a realtor in it, or even more or less the investment piece of it? And, and I know knowledge is something that's that a lot of people don't have, but we have you, you here today, so we have a book of knowledge. <laughs> Absolutely. And so we're asking, why is it not more? Why is it more people are not involved in commercial real estate? Because they're told no. Wow. Because they are told no. Because when you go and try to get that initial investment, the banker or the lender says no. Mm -hmm. Because when you go and you ask to purchase this property, somebody told you no. And so and when you when you went and applied for the job in the commercial real estate firm, they said no. Wow. So instead of you trying to figure out what is it that I'm missing, what do I need to be capable of working in a corporate real estate company or a a commercial real estate firm what do i need in order to be successful in a company like that instead of you know asking those questions we just say well they said no so i'm just going to go and do something different Mm -hmm. you know and and it's you you've got to be able to ask the questions you've got to be willing to hound somebody down and say hey listen i want to do this yeah how do i do it what do I need to do? And don't be afraid of education. Pick up a book. Self-educate. If you can't afford to take the classes, self-educate. There's so many opportunities for you to get online and read up on stuff yeah. and, and go to the library and figure things out and understand what is commercial real estate. And that's really what it is. You've got to understand what is commercial real estate. Yeah. You can't go out there and say, well, I want to buy some commercial property. And you don't even know what it looks like. Mm, exactly. Yeah. you got to know how to operate in that space. So I think the education is the number one thing. Education and you got to identify a mentor who will be invested in you. And you got to be willing to give to that mentor because they're not going to do it for free. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you that, that right now. Good. <laughs> now, one thing I must ask, and when we, we have our final break, mm-hmm. but when we come back, we're going to have our Prime Real Estate Network Fact of the Week. Mm-hmm. So I would like for you to share with our audience some of the misconceptions mm-hmm. that you hear about commercial real estate. And please share some facts with people so that they aren't dissuaded mm-hmm. from negative by negative people. So we have one final message from our sponsor. So stay tuned and we'll have our prime real estate network fact of the week when we return. Thank you. back welcome back for those of you that are just tuning in make sure you go back and listen to more of the podcast as well as uh check us out on all our social media platforms here at prime real estate network we had an amazing guest here today uh miss tiffany ryland talking about commercial real estate and her path to getting into commercial real estate and so this is that point in uh, the episode where we talk about MythBusters, right what is it that um you hear about certain industries or in this case commercial real estate that you um that is a myth something that's not true and so we're gonna have uh, uh, we're going to ask Tiff. Um, so, Tiff, when you think about commercial real estate or you're into commercial real estate. And so um, what is the biggest myth or misconception that you think people get when it comes to commercial real estate? you got to have millions of dollars. 
Uh, so that's not true. <laughs> right, exactly. Oh. <laughs> you don't have to have millions of dollars and you don't have to do it all by yourself. So the biggest thing, and, and I love to share this example, when you join together, when you're able to come together and pull together your finances and pull together things that you need and pull together talents, you know how to do marketing, you're in construction, you're in engineering. If you can pull together a team, you don't need millions of dollars. You might even be able to do it without asking a lender for anything. Wow. If you can pull together your money, you can start today. But the biggest thing is, is, is you got to stop being about self. It can't be, I want my own building or Mm -hmm. my, my business or my shopping center. You know, you got to be willing to do it as a group and join together. And and some of these projects, $100,000, $200,000. You think about how many people are in your circle right now that have $25,000 and they're like, Hey, look, I'm willing to invest it in something. I don't know what. But I want to invest in something. If you could pull those people together, think about how much you could get done. Absolutely. Think about how much startup capital you could have just to go and invest. You know, and and again, it's about the knowledge. What do you want to do? Are you looking for an investment property that's going to be able to provide you income right here today? Or are you looking for something that's going to provide you money, you know, years and years down the line? Right. And even with that, Tiff, what is because I know that um, you guys did a series of, of workshops about getting involved in commercial investment. Uh, and I, I, I attended one and I, I hate that I didn't get a chance to attend the rest of them. Mm-hmm. Um, but what is that? Is there a website that people can go to to find out more about that or mm-hmm. Google a name, something? Because I think that that is that's key with what it is that you guys offer. Because I walked in and I've been in real estate 17 years and I was still blown away of some of the visionary ideas that you guys have when it comes to getting involved in commercial real estate. Yeah, I mean, if, if anyone is interested in, in going to any of their sessions or any of those sessions, they can go to IMOC, that's I-M-O-C, connect.com. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we start those sessions in February and they go all the way into June and we walk you through the development of commercial real estate. Wow, yeah. That's outstanding. And this is, you being on the show today and the information that you've shared with the audience has been awe-inspiring. Mm-hmm. So please, before we end this episode, could you please share your social media handles, mm-hmm. how people could follow you and keep up with you? Because if you're on Snapchat and you snap about <laughs> stuff like this, I want our audience Y'all to be to able follow to follow too, you man. on Snap. So yeah. could you please? Um, Tip is very entertaining. Could you please share your social media <laughs> handles and how our audience could follow you, please? Uh, you guys can follow me at Tiff Ann. That's T I F F A N N Ryland R Y L A N D. On Instagram. Yeah. Tiff, give a shout out to my favorite cat. <laughs> hey, Leo. <laughs> Thank you. How are That's you? That's what I'm saying. <laughs> Leo, she was going to try to leave you out. I wasn't going to let that happen. And no, so It's Leo season. Oh, man. Come on. Listen, if you follow Tiff on social media, guys, you'll find out who Leo is and how amazing of a of a um, cat Leo is. Oh, you going to see a spike in your follows now? Oh, no, man. you're going to see uh, the animal control coming after me once they figure out what all I do to <laughs> behind closed doors. <laughs> so once again, on behalf of myself, Mr. Brooks, and the Prime Real Estate Network, Ms. Tiffany, I want to thank you for being on our show today. Yes, this ma'am. has been invaluable. Yeah. Um, you're welcome back anytime. Thank you guys so much. Mm-hmm. To everyone in our audience, please follow Miss Tiffany on social media. You can follow me at Instagram at Prime Real Estate Rick. You can follow Mr. Brooks. He is the TX Real Estate King on all his social media platforms. Once again, I urge everyone with an iTunes, with a iPhone, 
to follow our podcast on iTunes, you can subscribe by searching for the Prime Real Estate Network. If you have an Android, you can follow us on Google Play. If you would like to see a replay of this episode or any of our past episodes, you can subscribe to our YouTube channel and you can search for that at the Prime Real Estate Network. Once again, I am your host, Rick Davis, and I want to thank everyone for tuning in. Good night. Brooks and Davis Real Estate Firm, LLC, offers more value than any other good full-service real estate brokerage firm when it comes to the sale of your home. We offer at least 27 things that contribute to your home selling in the least amount of time at the highest price. To receive our free home selling pamphlet, email us at info at brooksanddavis.com or call 713-665-8329. We also assist people who want to purchase homes or who are interested in getting their real estate license. Visit us at www.brooksanddavis.com.